Hey friends, welcome to a brand new episode of the Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Kelly. Today, we're going to be talking about what we miss when we're trying to live right. And it's particularly related to how we read the Bible. Uh, I'm sure you've been in this situation where you've been at church, you've heard a sermon preached, or maybe you um, were listening to a podcast and you heard a sermon preached or talked about or taught on, and it was a, a verse on morality, on, on trying to live right, on saying that this is the way in which you should live. And then what you end up finding is that you fail at doing that because you're told to just go and do it, and you don't have any foundational understanding of why you're able to do so. All throughout the New Testament, there is a theme. It's a theme that should get more attention in Christian circles because it is foundational to understanding how someone can begin to live the way they are told to live. Jesus said things like, turn the other cheek when someone hits you. If a person forces you to walk with them a mile, then go with them for two. If someone wrongs you, then forgive them 70 times seven, and on and on. Jesus said that the Jesus way is a way that is counterintuitive and countercultural. Paul, in his writings, often says to put away all evil things that are inside of you. He talks about a laundry list of sins in his letters so that he doesn't leave anyone out. He includes everyone. These passages are quoted a lot and read by uh, Christians a lot. They are given a lot of attention when speaking out against society's ways. But there's a vital thing missing when only the morality passages are read without considering that which comes beforehand. It's a common mistake people make when studying the Bible to read a passage outside of its immediate context, but that is what is often done, and it's to our detriment of understanding the foundation of holy living. That's what I want to talk to you about today, a foundation for holy living. As a case study, let's look at the the sequence Paul follows in this argument for holy living in Colossians 3. By the way, in the show notes, you can get the whole transcript, so if you want to read Colossians 3 from The transcript, you can do that, or you can just open up your Bible and read from Colossians 3. You can press pause on this and go get that, and then press play. So he wants the Christians in Colossae to live in God's best for them. So let's see how he goes about it. Colossians 3, this is what it says, starting in verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming, and in these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, 
so you also must forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's Colossians 3. So if you who are listening to this letter being read, Paul declares, and have been raised with Christ, if you are a Jesus follower, then seek the things where Christ is. That's what he's saying. Have heavenly things be your focus. Don't focus on earthly things. That is not where your focus is, for you have been raised with Christ, not raised with this world. Why? Because he says you have died. Your life is actually in Christ. It is only found in him. It is not found in any other place. He is the source of your new life because your old life is gone, dead, and gone. You have a promise then that when Christ appears in glory, you will join him. Why? Because your life is in him and nowhere else. His life is the territory in which your life resides. In light of that basic yet profound and amazing truth, put to death the sin that is in you. Get rid of that which is earthly in you. You have already died to these things. You have already put off the old self that was dominated by these evil desires. Christ has united you all by putting to death your old selves and raising you all together with him. The church is a body of people who have their lives in Christ and nowhere else. This is what allows you to live the life God is calling you to live. Your old self is gone and the new has come. So do you see the argument Paul is making? Before you can live the life you were called to live, you have to die to your old self. And the only way this is to happen is to have Christ be your life. In other words, when you become a Christ follower, your old life is gone and the new has risen. Your life is now found only in Christ Jesus. This is your new reality and the reality in which you should live. So what are some implications of this? Well, whenever you see a shortcoming in your own life, you must go back to your identity. This is who you are. A person who is redeemed by God and is given life in Christ. You live in Christ and he lives in you. Therefore, you are able to put to death the things that hindered you in your past and still creep into your life in the presence. In, in, in fact, it's not even you putting to death those things. It's the fact that you realize that God has put to death those things in you. So holy living comes from understanding who you are in Jesus. Your spiritual reality points you to right living. So in all this, understand that it is because of Jesus Christ that your life is changed. It is because of him that you will experience more change. It is because of him that you are able to live a different way now. The goal of the Christian life is not to live right, but to live in Christ. If you have that down, you'll end up living right. But it is only a byproduct, a natural result of living in him. So true morality comes naturally from following Jesus and living in him. You can't get to a true morality without him. We shall never forget, however, that morality is not the goal, but the result of the goal. The goal is Christ. It always has been and always will be. It's time we made him the goal again, 
and let morality come out of a life that is reaching for the goal. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of The Abundant Life. Hope it's been a blessing to you. Hope it's challenged you in the way that you understand how you are to live right in Christ. Feel free to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher. You can also subscribe at brandonkelly.org. You can get the show notes there as well. Have a wonderful day. Peace. Before you can live the life you were called to live, you have to die to your old self. And the only way this is to happen is to have Christ be your life.